chapter fifty of gargantua and pantagruel book one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by martin geeson gargantua and pantagruel book one by francois rabelais translated by sir thomas urquhart chapter fifty gargantua's speech to the vanquished our forefathers and ancestors of all times have been of this nature and disposition that upon the winning of a battle they have chosen rather for a sign and memorial of their triumphs and victories to erect trophies and monuments in the hearts of the vanquished by clemency than by architecture in the lands which they had conquered for they did hold in greater estimation the lively remembrance of men purchased by liberality than the dumb inscription of arches pillars and pyramids subject to the injury of storms and tempests and to the envy of every one you may very well remember of the courtesy which by them was used towards the bretons in the battle of saint-aubin of cormier and at the demolishing of Partenay. you have heard and hearing admire their gentle comportment towards those at the barriers the barbarians of spaniola who had plundered wasted and ransacked the maritime borders of olone and talmondois all this hemisphere of the world was filled with the praises and congratulations which yourselves and your fathers made when alpharbal king of canard not satisfied with his own fortunes did most furiously invade the land of onyx and with cruel piracies molest all the armoric islands and confine regions of brittany yet was he in a set naval fight justly taken and vanquished by my father whom god preserve and protect but what whereas other kings and emperors yea those who entitle themselves catholics would have dealt roughly with him kept him a close prisoner and put him to an extreme high ransom he entreated him very courteously lodged him kindly with himself in his own palace and out of his incredible mildness and gentle disposition sent him back with a safe conduct laden with gifts laden with favours laden with all offices of friendship what fell out upon it 
being returned into his country he called a parliament where all the princes and states of his kingdom being assembled he showed them the humanity which he had found in us and therefore wished them to take such course by way of compensation therein as that the whole world might be edified by the example as well of their honest graciousness to us as of our gracious honesty towards them the result hereof was that it was voted and decreed by an unanimous consent that they should offer up entirely their lands dominions and kingdoms to be disposed of by us according to our pleasure alfarbal in his own person presently returned with nine thousand and thirty-eight great ships of burden bringing with him the treasures not only of his house and royal lineage but almost of all the country besides for he embarking himself to set sail with a west-north-east wind every one in heaps did cast into the ship gold silver rings jewels spices drugs and aromatical perfumes parrots pelicans monkeys civet cats black-spotted weasels porcupines etc he was accounted no good mother's son that did not cast in all the rare and precious things he had being safely arrived he came to my said father and would have kissed his feet that action was found too submissively low and therefore was not permitted but in exchange he was most cordially embraced he offered his presents they were not received because they were too excessive he yielded himself voluntarily a servant and vassal and was content his whole posterity should be liable to the same bondage this was not accepted of because it seemed not equitable he surrendered by virtue of the decree of his great parliamentary council his whole countries and kingdoms to him offering the deed and conveyance signed sealed and ratified by all those who were concerned in it this was altogether refused and the parchments cast into the fire in end this free good-will and simple meaning of the canarians wrought such tenderness in my father's heart that he could not abstain from shedding tears and wept most profusely then by choice words very congruously adapted strove in what he could to diminish the estimation of the good offices which he had done them saying that any courtesy he had conferred upon them was not worth a rush 
and what favour soever he had showed them he was bound to do it but so much the more did alphabal augment the repute thereof what was the issue whereas for his ransom in the greatest extremity of rigour and most tyrannical dealing could not have been exacted above twenty times a hundred thousand crowns and his eldest sons detained as hostages till that sum had been paid they made themselves perpetual tributaries and obliged to give us every year two millions of gold at four and twenty carats fine the first year we received the whole sum of two millions the second year of their own accord they paid freely to us three and twenty hundred thousand crowns the third year six and twenty hundred thousand the fourth year three millions and do so increase it always out of their own good will that we shall be constrained to forbid them to bring us any more this is the nature of gratitude and true thankfulness for time which gnaws and diminishes all things else augments and increaseth benefits because a noble action of liberality done to a man of reason doth grow continually by his generous thinking of it and remembering it being unwilling therefore any way to degenerate from the hereditary mildness and clemency of my parents i do now forgive you deliver you from all fines and imprisonments fully release you set you at liberty and every way make you as frank and free as ever you were before moreover at your going out of the gate you shall have every one of you three months pay to bring you home into your houses and families and shall have a safe convoy of six hundred cuirassiers and eight thousand foot under the conduct of alexander esquire of my body that the clubmen of the country may not do you any injury god be with you i am sorry from my heart that picrochole is not here for i would have given him to understand that this war was undertaken against my will and without any hope to increase either my goods or renown but seeing he is lost and that no man can tell where nor how he went away it was my will that his kingdom remain entire to his son who because he is too young he not being yet full five years old shall be brought up and instructed by the ancient princes and learned men of the kingdom 
and because a realm thus desolate may easily come to ruin if the covetousness and avarice of those who by their places are obliged to administer justice in it be not curbed and restrained i ordain and will have it so that ponocrates be overseer and superintendent above all his governors with whatever power and authority is requisite thereto and that he be continually with the child until he find him able and capable to rule and govern by himself now i must tell you that you are to understand how a too feeble and dissolute facility in pardoning evil-doers giveth them occasion to commit wickedness afterwards more readily upon this pernicious confidence of receiving favour i consider that moses the meekest man that was in his time upon the earth did severely punish the mutinous and seditious people of israel i consider likewise that julius caesar who was so gracious an emperor that cicero said of him that his fortune had nothing more excellent than that he could and his virtue nothing better than that he would always save and pardon every man he notwithstanding all this did in certain places most rigorously punish the authors of rebellion after the example of these good men it is my will and pleasure that you deliver over unto me before you depart hence first that fine fellow marquet who was the prime cause origin and groundwork of this war by his vain presumption and overweening secondly his fellow cake-bakers who were neglective in checking and reprehending his idle hare-brained humour in the instant time and lastly all the councillors captains officers and domestics of picrochole who had been incendiaries or fomenters of the war by provoking praising or counselling him to come out of his limits thus to trouble us end of chapter fifty recording by martin Giesen in Hazelmere, Surrey.